Aloha, everyone, and welcome to Our Undoing Radio. I am your host, Jeremy Vaney, and we are continuing our uh, doing episodes in veins of Pathless Paths. These are the writing paths found on OurUndoing.com. You can go there. You can check them out for yourself. So in the vein of talking to oneself, which is a pathless path about our behaviors and um, our inventions, they are us talking to ourselves about aspects of us to which we are closed off, to which we are unconscious. And uh, not incidentally, we're the ones doing the closing. We're the ones keeping ourselves unconscious in those ways. And so we express them uh, through, again, our behaviors and our inventions and other ways, artistic expressions and that sort of thing. But those are the main two ways that this pathless path uh, tries to ferret out that which lives in the recesses of the so-called human experience, really the Western civilization experience, the thing that keeps us the society that we are by blocking out other aspects of who and quote-unquote what we are. We maintain the illusion, folks. We're the ones doing it to ourselves. We do it by creating ideals. We do it by trying to invent our way to, for instance, surrogate oneness, artificial oneness, through computing technology and the such. And we do it through our behaviors, and if we learn to read them correctly, we can see what we're really trying to say to ourselves. And so this episode is going to be about how we often mistake cesspools for rabbit holes. We want mystery in our lives, right? We want to go down that rabbit hole. We want that journey. We want to be the center of it. Uh, we want to come out changed at the end. And often... We're just jumping into someone else's poop, someone else's sickness, and then we become sick. We become delusional with it quite often. And this becomes a further layer of ourselves in denial that we have to see, that we have to understand. The good news is that we always can right this second. So see this and you may become immune to it. How about that? Um, and this episode is... Um, was inspired by two things. One, um, there's this storyteller who tells, he calls himself a storyteller. I don't think he calls himself a mythologist, although he is that as well. Um, so he tells stories in the vein of various mythologies and sort of, I guess, trying to do service to them in the old way. And... Um, his name is Michael Mead, M-E-A-D-E. If you want to look him up, there are plenty of YouTube videos with uh, him doing this. And I saw him giving a talk about uh, coronavirus and saying that it can be read as a global, and should be read, as a global rite of passage. Um, and then he outlines the three basic steps of a rite of passage. And the first is separation. We separate ourselves from others. And then the second is an ordeal. We have an ordeal. And then the third is that we are changed, and that change is acknowledged by the collective. 
as having happened. So here we go, right? Globally, we had to and, and are still in have to socially distance. And in this social distancing, we are confronted with ourselves, with an ordeal. Um, and of course, there are all sorts of other ordeals that go with that economic being the first one that comes to mind. Uh, so ordeals that are out of our control, really. And how do we come to terms with them? But then the personal ordeals of just having to sit with yourself, having to sit with your family. <laughs> um, and it's interesting because just happening simultaneously with someone turning me on to Michael Mead uh, was uh, someone else, actually multiple someone else's friends, uh, turning me off with their QAnon conspiracies. If you're unfamiliar with what QAnon is, good for you. Uh, I mean, it's essentially a combination of American right-wing and Russian propaganda um, combined to make those who believe, you know, the, the people in life you meet who are like, I know the real truth. Everyone else is a sheeple. They're asleep, but I'm onto it. Well, they've tapped into that. Whoever this QAnon group is, they've sort of tapped into that. And they've done this really vicious thing, which is on the one hand, they just spread sort of political lies, uh, like the Pizzagate thing is uh, one of them, right? The giant Hillary Clinton, I don't know, pedophile ring, whatever that nonsense is. Um, but they turn it around. They turn around your perspective by saying, we're telling you the thing that the mainstream media will never tell you. We're, they're the ones who are asleep. People out there who don't believe this are the mainstream and they're asleep. So like even people who aren't mainstream, even people who do pay attention to actual alternative decent media would be considered mainstream, I guess, because everyone's asleep except for you. You're on to it. And in fact, one of their techniques is to go on to tell you exactly how people are going to treat you if you say this out loud. Oh, they're going to call you uh, this or that or the other thing. But you're just speaking the truth. Um, and then sure enough, when people are like, no, that's crazy. Or that's anti-Semitic. That's racist. That's This is fascism. Uh, you know, whatever angle someone is taking that is, uh, you know how you say unhealthy. Well, they've got an answer for that to come out of your mouth, which is, I knew you'd say that because they told me you'd say that. They told me you'd call me crazy or racist or stupid or silly or whatever it is. Not incidentally, as my wife points out, this uh, QAnon stuff comes to us from 4chan, which uh, is a message board that is notorious for hosting pedophiles. Uh, where pedophiles do, you know, sort of photo exchanges on 4chan. At least they used to. And now, in typical Trump fashion, here they are to go, not me, not me, you, look, it's someone else. It's uh, it's Hillary Clinton. Um, so that's how this thing started, was this, this pedophile ring stuff. But I've since seen what looks like, you want to talk about coded language? Looks like code for Heil Hitler. People who are like, I'm not uh, anti-Semitic, I'm anti-Zionism. You know, a lot of Jews are also anti-Zionism, and then go on to do 
a whole thing on anti-Zionism. And then way, way down at the bottom of the the post you'll never read comes the actual anti-Semitic rant and the pro-Hitler. He was actually a misunderstood artist, you know? Charles Manson was just a musician kind of thing. Uh, this is what they do. This is the brainwashing. But you read the I'm not a anti-Semitic, I'm an anti-Zionist person. And that's your cue to not have to read the rest of this crap. <laughs> you can just say that. No, he's not. Look, he said it right there. Well, yeah, continue reading. But this is what they do. This is how they groom you. And it used to be, apparently, um, QAnon was um, originally set up to target evangelicals and as such. But now I'm seeing it's affecting the New Age people uh, who tend to identify with terms like empathy. <laughs> right? And um, in hidden code language and things like this. So um, all you have to do is pretend that Trump is the victim and that he's using hidden code language to like uh, promote holistic medicine because the president of the United States needs to use code to do that. And I guess the code is how about you inject disinfectant? How's that for an idea? Ah, was he being serious? Was he being sarcastic? Was he speaking in code? Gosh, it's just, it's so hard to tell with this guy. He's, he's constantly playing 3D chess. And you know, it's actually, I can see how it would be easy to fall for if you don't actually pay attention to any of his policies. If you don't actually pay attention to the news because news bad, lamestream media bad, and you just concentrate on what people tell you he is saying when they interpret him for you in a way that appeals to your Scooby-Doo sense of mystery and your sense of compassion for a poor victimized hunchback of Notre Dame who just happens to be the most powerful person on the planet. Uh, yeah, you can fall for it. Um, so this is what it is. And uh, it would be, it, it's very easy to just get angry and pass it off and say, God, what are you stupid? Like, why are you believing this crap? But the more you do that, the more righteous they get. And as my wife pointed out, it's like, they're giddy about it. They're giddy about how in the know they are and and in speaking about it publicly for the first time on social media and finding other friends who are like oh you're one of us it's almost like they found their secret club with the secret handshake of people who believe nonsense and noise and so rather than just pass it off as this is garbage what is wrong with you um i think it would behoove us to really look at what it is that we're searching for that we would be brought into a cesspool while thinking we're down a really cool rabbit hole. Now, this is just one, and um, of course there are many. There are many rabbit holes, and not all of them are nefarious and dangerous, but I think this one is. I think um, it bears repeating, this one places Donald Trump as a hero for children, so maybe he's locking them up in cages at the border for their own good. Who knows? Um... For holistic medicine, don't ask me why, and, uh, you know, for the world at large. He's just an all-around good guy. Or barring that, he's um, a trickster under the control of occult forces. But don't worry, occult doesn't mean evil. It means Hitler. Wait. 
all kidding aside, there is merit to it in a sense, but not in the sense that I've seen it outlined by anyone involved in this stuff. But in any event, he's the good guy. So Donald Trump is secretly a genius when he told people to, um, you know, maybe it's a good idea. I don't know. Maybe it is. Maybe it isn't. I don't know. I don't know. Um, to inject disinfectant into you. And, you know, that that was secret code. <laughs> he's, he's playing 3D chess. He's speaking a code language and really talking about um, this alternative medicine, which isn't actually, you know, called something to do with minerals. I can't remember what it's called, but um, but it turns out that that's really a form of bleach, you know, or chlorine or whatever. It's like people who are dosing themselves on this and claiming to be feeling good about things or miraculously healed. It's, you know, we've seen this story before, right? Um, well, so maybe Donald Trump, when he said, you know, you could wipe down a table uh, with disinfectant. Why can't you just sort of ingest it? <laughs> Maybe that's what he was talking about. Um, but he wasn't. And all you had to do was watch him talk about it to know. But I, I suspect that these folks didn't watch the video of his press conference. They simply, even after arguing about it online, still didn't. I have the sense. Um, just were going by what they had been told to think by their favorite, um, you know, cult heroes online, not even gurus, but just, you know, pseudo revolutionaries, people who call for the resolution without going through the ordeal, um, which is appealing, right? Of course, who doesn't want to have the big happy ending? without having to go through the tragedy of the story. Especially if the story is you. If it is you whom you have to come to understand. You have to tell your own story all the way through to the finish and understand all of the levels. And in the releasing of you is great joy. So we've talked about it on this show, right? We, we live in a culture that doesn't have its own myth. It doesn't have... Um, a real culture behind the culture. It's pop culture. And in pop culture, the people who, outside of family and friends and that sort of thing, I mean, the, the people who would acknowledge you at the end of your own journey, the only people that would happen to are stars, right? We call them stars for a reason. Oh, they shine bright, don't they? I mean, think of how, you remember when People Magazine, you know, the joke of People Magazine was, uh, back in the day that you could be a drug addict, screw up your life six ways from Sunday and just do that people magazine interview. And then suddenly those who demonized you um, and shunned you would see the, how you've changed and feel some sort of compassion for you or put you back up on the pedestal. Those who tore you down would put you back up on the pedestal. And, um, Famously, this happened with Drew Barrymore. I think it must have happened a couple of times with Drew Barrymore, which is why famously. I could be wrong about that, but I'm pretty sure at least like twice. <laughs> it's like Drew Barrymore's big comeback from something. And that's not to denigrate the fact that she came back from her own um, dark nights of the soul. Um, but it's to say that, you know, when you're alone 
in this in this world, really, in this society, um, and you don't have a spotlight on you, who do you come back to? How do you come back? How do you have essentially your recovery, your transition, your your big change validated so that you know it's real? And that's where uh, really smart cookies who know what they're doing come in um, through the internet now, uh, which is a great beast for this, right? It's, it's a great engine to pseudo connect us. I mean, that's what it is, right? It's a, we have pseudo relationships through technology, not through meeting one another. Not really. It can go that way. Of course can meet up in real life, but until you do that, it ain't real life. And if you do that under the pretext of the Dungeons and Dragons type scenario you're playing in, the massive multiplayer online role-playing game that you're a part of, I mean, if you meet up under that guise, then you're still not really meeting up even if you meet up in real life, right? You're not seeing each other as you are. You're seeing through the lens of the character you wish you were that someone else is telling you what you are simply by paying attention to this. You are that hero. You're the one in the know. You're the genius. You're transcending. And at that point, facts just get in the way. Uh, You have to have ultimate relativity. Oh, everything's just relative. Your facts, my facts, they don't matter. Um, You can say one thing, and then I can cite another source that says another, and these are both equal. This falsely equating knowledge with propaganda. But by that time, you're so far into the cesspool that you thought was a rabbit hole, uh, you're likely not to hear this from someone like me. Because it will only sound offensive. Because this is who you are. This is who you've become. And so you armor yourself against hearing facts, hearing the truth, just like a cult member, right? And this is what you're groomed to do. So how can you know that this is happening? How can you know that you're being sucked into this game as opposed to like a real mystery? (laughs) Um, If you think about it, what you're being sucked into is someone else's experience or someone else's storyline, their propaganda, their storyline. So whatever it is, if it's a real experience or it's a storyline, it's not yours. It's not for you. It's not coming from you, through you. It's someone else's. So, I mean, in a way, it's it's like the difference between going through an authentic ordeal and playing a video game that simulates going through an authentic ordeal. You know the difference when you're playing a game between that and your real life. This is like that, except... Um, it appears to be happening, unfolding in the real world because someone is pointing you toward what they claim are real world events happening around you right now all the time. And they're all interconnected through these people, this Illuminati or this pedophile ring or this, whatever it is, it's making connections, connecting dots, telling you there's a code where there is none, where there aren't any. And so just stick with what is in you. There can be people who have authentic uh, ordeals that they share that can 
help validate whether something in, in you is authentic or delusional, right? But it has to be you bouncing that off of what's happening with you. It can't be you bouncing that off of something you don't know in the world, if that makes sense. Um, so in other words, you know, for instance, what I do here at Our Undoing, uh, if I'm telling you things that are that click and click because it's like an aha moment, like, oh, that makes complete sense of what's going on in me and therefore in other people in the world. Um, if it makes better sense than what you've got, then it may be accurate, right? But I'm not telling you how other people are maneuvering in the world in a way that is specific to their lives that doesn't apply to all of us. And if I do, and I'm wrong about anything I say, then that's great. I'm wrong. And you should not, you know, don't go with it. And this brings us to a deep aspect of a shallow thing that many, many people say, which is my truth. There's my truth and your truth. There's just these subjective truths. And what I'm saying is there is only that in terms of how much you have matured or not matured in various ways internally, psychologically. Uh, that is what creates your, your so-called truth, your experience. But um, all those ways are universal. And so if you're not hearing something that applies universally, but may not apply to you uh, because you don't need to hear it, because you've already dealt with that issue or that issue was never yours to begin with, but you understand that it's still universal nonetheless. It's just simply that, that it's um, something you don't need to hear. Well, that, that's kind of what we're getting at here. What my truth, your truth doesn't mean is I studied a bunch of noise and nonsense. And so my truth is that that's real. And if you don't believe that, if you have any understanding of how the world doesn't work, then you must be less than me. You must be devolved. I must avoid you at all costs. Everything must be relative. There can't be discernment because that's judgment. But really, when you're trying to, you know, when you're about to jump into a hole, don't you want your nose to work so you can sniff out which is the cesspool? <laughs> And which is the rabbit hole, right? So we do need discernment. Um, not everything is of equal weight and importance. And we've talked about that in other ways, right? Dreams. Um, and very often these are the same people, the ones who get sucked down these cesspool rabbit holes, uh, who don't differentiate their personal dreams from things that might be Transpersonal, universal, um, to something else, you know, something communicating with you. It's all a communication. It's all a quote-unquote download. It's all visionary. It's all important. And therefore, nothing is. It's all mush. I mean, if it's all that important, then nothing's that important. So, that's that. But let's get back to why is it that we 
We want that. What is that person going for? Isn't that person, if they're to be honest with themselves, aren't they what they're attracted to going through a pseudo ordeal that is outside of themselves where the payoff is they immediately get to transition into being whatever comes out the other side, the hero, the transcendental master, the genius with the knowledge, whatever the payoff is for these types of stories, for the paranoid conspiracy stuff, which, by the way, does a disservice to actual conspiracies that actually do exist in the world, to just believe all of them, (laughs) or believe anything that is because you don't understand what it means to not trust the mainstream media. I don't trust the mainstream media, but I know how to read the news because uh, in college and high school, I educated myself on how to do that. So there is no monster called the mainstream media that is always lying to you and always trying to kill you, which is not the same as saying it doesn't have a perspective. It isn't uh, doing propaganda a lot of the time. Reporters don't lie. You know, of course, these things happen. Uh, Of course, there are concerted efforts and conspiracies within the media to cover certain things and not other things and so on and so forth. But that's not the same thing. And it just completely erases the good things you can find there. But okay, The point is. We don't want the ordeal because the ordeal is us. And so if we can put it outside ourselves again, get to the finish line without having gone through anything real. Um, And have ourselves validated all along the way by like-minded people. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, that's so true. Oh, yeah. Oh, I know it. Oh, my gosh. Wow. If you try to step into that world and you're not of that world, forget it. It is like a cult. Even with my friends. It's very much you can tell the difference in their responses to their own kind Uh, their tribe or however they might put that and uh, and someone like me with me it's argumentative I'm I'm peeing in the pool I'm the poison not the poison they're doing the backstroke in (laughs) Uh, the voice of reason because you see this isn't reasonable and so They've been told, and, they're, and, and it's appealing, so therefore they tell it to themselves, that this is beyond reason. It's not silly and, and illogical in that dumb way. It's uh, translogical. It transcends. Yeah, that's it. It transcends logic. That's why I can't hear it. When I'm ready, I'll be able to see what they see. And until that time, they're going to you know, do the secret handshake with their friends and Oh, you believe this too? Oh, great. From their bubble, they tell you you're in a bubble. And why? Deeply why? Deeply why? Is because we have no rites of passage. As a, as a collective. Again, sure, in the family, there are, and, you know, just in general, going from being a baby into adolescence, into adulthood, there are rites of passage that just are natural occurrences. Um, But even those are often unacknowledged. And who you become is often unacknowledged because we just don't apply a a, a conscious light 
to that corner of ourselves in this so-called culture. And I can see specifically with this thing about uh, pedophiles in power and Donald Trump. I don't know if any of you are, I don't know if you're even aware of this, <laughs> the, the, the conspiracy theory that Donald Trump is the savior of children uh, by breaking up pedophile rings and, and all this stuff. And that that's what he's secretly doing. He's trying to, you know, take down the banks and take down the evil pedophiles and the this and that. Not that he's a part of them, <laughs> but that he's taking them down. Uh, this is, I'm not saying he's a pedophile, but he's a sexually abusive man. He's, you know, you certainly have to avoid all of the allegations, all of the charges against him. You have to say that that's just mainstream media nonsense, right? Yeah. Somehow you got to get over that, the hump of who he actually is, which is a criminal, a con man, a narcissist, a pathological liar. I go down the list of problems and I would say easily, easily manipulated by any archetypal intelligence out there. Like if Donald Trump is a trickster, it's not because he's conscious of it. It's because he's being puppet mastered. It's because he's such a narcissist that he wants to be the only one in control of everything. So he won't be puppeted by, um, a vice president, a secretary of state, or any of that sort of thing. Therefore, he'll be puppeted by the powers at large. He's really the perfect dupe to destroy this, uh, this society in that sense. I guess this is another archetypal conversation for another time, but, um, but he's certainly no hero. He's certainly not purposely doing any good in the world. And if you think to yourself, yeah, he's a teacher. He's here to teach us something. Yeah, he's teaching us that we've screwed up society so badly, we need to take a wrecking ball to it. And by we, I mean just that, we. So that includes you, right? So uh, he's not a teacher so much as a consequence. Ah, once again, I'm confronted with another story for another day, right? I digress. We're in a look-in-the-mirror moment, folks. We're in a moment of, who are you really? This is the ordeal. We've got to sit with ourselves. And before we can even get to, do you like what you see? What would you change? Who are you? Any of that. You have to actually sit with yourself. We live in such a diversionary world. Everything is a diversionary tactic on our part. Everything is entertainment that it's very easy to not do that. Uh, But not doing that goes against the grain of the moment. And this friction is going to create such a discomfort in you that if you continue to go against the grain, yeah, you're going to find a substitute for the mirror. You're going to find someone else to blame you're going to find heroism out there and the mere knowing about that the mere knowledge of it translates to your own heroism uh translates to your growth translates to your knowledge that other people don't have whichever surrogate journey you're on whichever journey 
someone else has created for you to plug into so that they can puppet master you so that they can probably make money off of you or change political policies or keep political policies by keeping you inactive, inert, and making you feel as though this virtual reality bubble is the real thing and everyone else is in the virtual reality bubble. But ultimately, you can't even blame them. It's you doing it. You not wanting to be alone with you. You not wanting to be you. You not knowing who you are. You thinking you've already asked these questions. But you never really did. You just quoted other people. You just liked and disliked posts. Do you ever write anything from yourself? Have you ever sat in your own heart not to write anything at all? 